Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. I am very pleased to have Jocelyn Chong on this podcast. And let me tell you about Jocelyn. She is a networking specialist, keynote speaker, multi-award winning, four-time number one best-selling author, and founder of Magnetic Networking Accelerator. Jocelyn empowers ambitious women in business to master the art of intentional networking, to accelerate their business growth and break through the glass ceiling. With over two successful decades of banking and finance career, Jocelyn has generated over $200 million in revenue. However, she left her corporate role to pursue her entrepreneurial dream. Utilizing her MBA plus her background in high-level sales, leadership, and management, she has now worked with over a 1,000 entrepreneurs and taught them how to earn easily, attract with their best clients, and create a positive impact. Her mission is to inspire self-led business leaders to tap into their unique gifts and scale their business with intuitive guidance. Jocelyn has been featured in Channel 9, Amazon, Thrive Global, Digital Journal, Fox, ASK.com, or Ask.com, The Times, and Finance News World. Today, I have chosen the theme to be the beauty and magic of intentional marketing. Networking. So sorry, networking. Same thing, though, for me. <laughs> Please welcome Jocelyn Chong. Hi, Jocelyn. Vicky, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I really appreciated that. You have just such a wonderful background, and um, I wanted to really emphasize that we do have an expert among us, and uh, so people will go and get their pens and paper to take some notes because there will be some gems shared today. We always ask a simple question. So what country do you call home? Australia. I've lived in Australia for over two decades. Wow. And I loved it. Like I love the weather here. I love the ever-changing season that we mm -hmm. have. And um, the culture that I'm blessed with. You know, we are so surrounded by people from different culture. Yeah. We've got a lot of people coming from US, from UK, from Europe to live here. So they bring the richness of their culture with us. And mm. um, I enjoy that very much. For sure. Plus, you've got beaches, you've got 
lots of things that can kill you. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but it makes it interesting, right? It is. <laughs> that is on my bucket list to go to Australia for sure. I would love to meet you in person. Yeah, that would be awesome. IT or a beautiful meal together. Oh, wonderful. So what does intentional networking really mean to the common entrepreneur that does not uh, know anything about uh, marketing, networking? Uh, they just are starting today. Intentional networking is something that I came up with because I was so misaligned in the way I conduct myself in marketing and networking. And I realized that there must be a gap that I need to bridge and close. And initially, I did all the right things, but it was so unintentional. I ticked the box. Everything in the checklist was covered, but it didn't come with the right energy. It didn't come with the right intention. And so I realized that I needed to change and I needed to put in place some structure that I can follow that's easy, that when I show up, it is very intentional and I'm getting the results and both parties are winning at the same time. And so that is how the intentional networking came about. And with that, I had learned to really deepen a lot of wonderful relationships through that way of showing up intentionally. Oh, that's awesome. So good. And it makes perfect sense that you um, become more intentional. I think when you are more intentional, you do show your authentic self and you are really listening to your customer, your client. Yes. Yes. So what is a common myth about networking? A common one that I came across with myself and my clients, uh, when you shop at networking, you hope that people will come to you and they will generate leads once you exchange business cards and that it will just happen naturally because you talk so much about the product features that you fail to actually explain the benefits and you focus so much on the product, getting the sale that the person in front of you had been so disconnected by that interaction that dialogue and it's just something that we need to tweak subtly but it's that subtle tweak that makes the significant shift in the way we interact with others yeah i always say it's really not the product and service that sells it's you yes it is the person like being caring about the person yeah. and so in front of who we are yeah. when we actually have a dialogue listen to them like a lot of times our head is so filled with all the all consuming i'm gonna get this you know my sales target is this i'm gonna get this client the next person i go to they're gonna buy it's so wrong in terms mm. of energy and that you have to really peel that back and develop that self-awareness that that is happening in the head mm. space and mm. so once we get out of our own head and really come all the talk inside and think about how can I serve the person in front of me? Like, what do they really need right now? What can I serve? It can be as simple as a warm smile. It can be as simple as listening to what they're saying. It can be as simple as asking them, how are you? And truly listening to that. In Australia, we ask, how are you a lot? 
but a lot of people just say, yeah, good, because it's just a greeting. It never meant anything more than really explaining how you feel, what you're going through. People don't quite have the time to pause and listen. And so it is so important if we truly want to ask someone how they are and be prepared to listen, then we need to be fully present in that dialogue. So all the subtle shifts can make such a significant difference in the way we, you know, run our business and do life in general. So that is very true. And you're absolutely on target with the the question of how you are, how are you? I know in my years and years in corporate, people ask you that just in the morning, good morning, how are you doing? And and you say, fine. And you might be having the worst day ever. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah, it is so common in Australia. Mm -hmm. It's like, how are you? How are you? You walk by a stranger for a dog walk or, you know, you go into a cafe or, someone you know is serving you it's just a common saying it's a common yeah. greeting yes. that um, I think we need to take it deeper and uh, if you want to make time for it we need to be able to participate in that fully and engage and one of the things you said a few minutes ago about that interchange with the person and truly listening sometimes I think it's if you're truly listening, it could be that you have someone else that you know that could help them really solve that pain, that problem. And you might not be the person that they are going to work with initially, but they'll remember that you connected them with someone that could help. And you see, the the example that just point out is so subtle, right? A lot of times we don't even go to that level to go, maybe someone in my contact can be someone that I can refer to you. And it could be a one-minute introduction. Mm-hmm. It can be an introduction on email or an introduction on Facebook group or an introduction on text. Hey, I just wanted to introduce Vicky to you. She is someone who is expert in public speaking and leadership. Are you aware that she's got a podcast? In this podcast episode, she mentioned about X, Y, I said, why not have a listen? Mm-hmm. It's only 45 seconds, yeah. but it's something that could save a life or mm-hmm. help someone be lifted up that day. And, um, you know, it could be resourceful mm-hmm. for them to just listen from another perspective. So it's all those things that sometimes we can be all consuming with all that we thought we want to yeah. produce in our business, you know, things that are getting our attention in our day-to-day life. So we can be, you know, failing to remember that all those are available for us. Mm. And so doing that subtle tweak, and I want to really reiterate, it's a subtle tweak. It's the 1% step that can move things forward. It's not the big giant step. It's the small incremental steps that actually lead to the big giant step that when we look back in reflection, it's like, wow, it's because all this little points of difference that we made that really, really can make and change a life. Yeah. And we need to be able to recognize those small wins and appreciate them, you know, every day. I think it's sometimes difficult for people when they're rush, rush, rush to take a moment and think and be grateful for those small things. Mm. 
and I I'm guilty of this. So when I rush, it's because I my head is so consumed with all those thoughts, right? It's all consumed with getting to the next thing. But if actually I pause for thirty seconds, I could clear up that energy mm. and really shift it around. And it it doesn't take long. It takes you know ten seconds to just have a few deep breaths, and that can really shift the whole. Structure of how our body is functioning yeah. is is small things, really yeah. small things that we can implement, and it's already within us. Yeah. So it's nothing that we need to reach outside of us. Everything that we want to win in life is available within us, and the more we access that, the more we are far more empowered in living our best lives. So good, yes, absolutely. So, what do you think is the biggest challenge that people are having right now in the networking, um, and how can we overcome those challenges? There's a number of current ones that I'm witnessing at the moment. Everyone is、um, bringing back in, in person,、mm-hmm. and so the last three years with online is shifted. Everyone's online. Everyone's in Zoom. Everyone's You know, behind their laptop, so we are not as aware of our day-to-day、um, behaviors in front of someone in real life. <laughs> And so, if we are going out to meet someone in your real life, it's important number one to dress to impress, make sure that we look after our health. You know, things like, you know. Make sure that your hair is combed.、Mm-hmm. Make sure that you look presentable. <laughs> And be prepared to shake hands. Be prepared to have eye contact、yes. when you connect with someone in person. Be ready to shake hands because、mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, due to COVID, you know, you don't shake hands. But now, <laughs> hey, you know, we can、yes. really reach our hands up, shake hands, smile.、Yeah. And when you smile online and when you smile is someone in person is different <laughs> because. A lot of us are uncomfortable to even smile at strangers that we walk past when we go for a walk, right? It'd be like, oh, I don't know if that person is gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> it's it's so real. But if you smile at someone and you look at them in the eye, there is、mm-hmm. such real, genuine contact there, and it's human connectedness that really draws together.、Mm-hmm. Because when you see someone bypassing that camera, it's all good to connect that way. But it is whole another level when you actually connect with a human being. The energy, the vibration is so different when you are with a person. So all those things that I like people to really keep in mind when you go out for、mm-hmm. offline networking now, because it's coming back. A lot of、mm-hmm. networking events are bringing back the hybrid version. So be ready for that, and also don't forget that <clears throat> you want to be prepared when you go to a networking event. That you know you think about how you can be resourceful. So either you want to share a book that you have read recently, or a podcast, or、um, a piece of article that you read anywhere、yeah. that you can be resourceful. And going out now in an offline. Event. You also want to consider how you move around the floor because you know you no longer are in a breakout room online. Yeah. And so think about when you are in smaller groups, how you navigate 
and how you, you know, join different groups rather than be seated next to the same person the whole 90 minutes. It can be missing out a lot of opportunities to connect with the rest of the crowd during the day or during that event as well. So think about that and then be ready to think about, all right, what you want to do after you connect with the person. Mm -hmm. So to give you a recent example, I went to an event where we had about 80 women and yes, you know, we all seated in a, a group of 10 and so everyone had a meal, but it was comfortable for our brain to think, I would just speak to the person on my left and on my right. <laughs> and once the small chat ends, then we hope for the best that the event will also end as well. <laughs> but what if we are a little bit more courageous and we get out of our seat, introduce ourselves across you know, the table behind us, um, on the left, on the right, and say hello to a few more people. So I was more mindful around how I can meet 12 people that day. Remember their names, connect with them on LinkedIn if you're happy to connect with me on LinkedIn, and then offer them if they are happy to do a one-on-one chat after that on Zoom or a coffee chat, whichever way that suits both parties. And so those are minor steps, but those steps are important to build even deeper connection because we can go into 90 minute networking event and have fun great conversation great meal and then you don't follow through and then you miss the opportunity completely because it was successful if you think about it for sure (laughs) but it is even more successful when you actually take it further and build relationship and connect with each other so yeah i too was just at a networking session and it was a smaller group maybe 25 people and I excuse me I noticed that they were like three or four people here three or four people there and and so to kind of connect you either had to inject yourself into their I I would say clicks (laughs) or you know find that one lone person that you could talk to as well And I found that whenever I was engaged with people, I tried not to stay with them too long and seek somebody that was looking alone or by themselves. And so I think it's a two-way street. It's not only that you are seeking out people, but if you're the person who's with a group, invite somebody in so it's not awkward. Mm, it's very, very powerful what you've just covered, Vicky. It's just scanning the room and being aware because at the same time, a lot of people are fairly nervous about mm-hmm. going back to in-person because you know our brain always wants to put us in a very safe space by going, well, if you go and you stay at a corner, you'll hope that someone will walk up to you as well. And so... Yeah, being aware and how we can, you know, invite people in. And I like the other point that you mentioned is to go not to stay too long in one group because it is comfortable. It Mm -hmm. is so comfortable to just, you know, stay there because you just had that connection. But it is actually very brave to excuse yourself and then join another group and say, hello, I'm Vicky. I'm sorry and sorry. And this is what I do. So, yeah, it is very important. The other um, tip that I wanted to share with our audience is that 
if you want to bring in a couple of questions that you're comfortable to ask, which is generic questions mm. so that, you know, you don't feel like, you know, you're interrogating someone as well. It's more like, <laughs> you know, hi, how's, you know, your work been, you know, are you enjoying your work right now? Or things that are really comfortable for people to open up and share that they don't feel like, oh, no, this is an interrogation. They're going to ask me so much that I'm uncomfortable or unprepared to answer. So, you know, be ready with that so that, you know, you can really keep the dialogue going really, really strong. Mm -hmm. So that's also very helpful. Yeah, sharing stories of their COVID experience is always one that opens up. People are, are anxious to uh, recount the experiences they've had. So what do you think the world will look like in five years? I think it will be very, very different to mm -hmm. where we are today. So with what had happened with COVID, you can imagine things will even transform to a whole nother level. Yeah. Technology and innovation will be front of mind. And um, as much as technology and innovation are front of mind because they were systemized things for us, we need to be ever ready to adapt ourselves to yes. that and not ignore that because ignoring that will not do us any good. Mm -hmm. And so be ever open-minded around what is available, read about it. Sometimes we might come across things that may not um, be something that we agree immediately. I know that a lot of people that in my circle, some of them are warming up to chat GPT, for example. Others are like a hell no, you know, they are like <laughs> a hard no. They're like, I'm not gonna get AI to write my anything. It was like full oh, on. I was like mistake. <laughs> I know. It it was really interesting to watch that um individual and how her voice is fairly strong, so she can influence the group mm -hmm. of people yeah. that's around her network. And I was fairly concerned when I, you know, found out her position was so strong because she had not even um, try or, you know, <laughs> think about, hey, what if it's going to be another valuable resource, right? Mm -hmm. Like anything is a tool. Mm -hmm. So if we have the tool, we might be able to use it. Everyone uses a tool very differently. It's more about being adaptable, open-minded, and willing to test. And, you know, if it works for you, it's alignment with your core values, and it is, you know, truly what you can see value in, go for it. Yeah. If not, sure. you know, it's okay because there will always be new tools that's going to be created and we just got to be so open-minded. So five years from now, things will be very, very different, very different. Things will be even more systemized. Um, technology will be front of mind. Being creative and innovative is very important. And I think even more so, Vicky, it is important to really trust and dig deeper into our own intuition and to not let external influences heavily influence the way we think. Because we also need to make our own assessment and decide, is that right with our core values as well? So it's that internal ability to listen to our body, listen to our higher consciousness and really tune in and take the time and not be driven by, you know, the news, the publications, the media, and everyone is shouting their, 
you know, information back to you through inbox, through text, through all sorts of medium that you may be connected with, but to also pause and take time to go, what is the right thing for me to take? And there's never a fear of missing out ever. Mm-hmm. And it's always happening for the right reason. So it's important to adapt to that. And so be creative around it. And if we go back to the whole int- intentional uh, networking, and if you think about what you said, every decision you make should be aligned with your core values. And when you network, it should align with your core values. And, and so you won't fear missing out on something if it doesn't align with your core values. <laughs> but you have to know what they are. So maybe that's one of the first steps people should do as they start businesses to really identify that. So are there, um, kind of going off track a little bit. One of the questions is, do you have a favorite movie that you would recommend to my audience and why? And I'd love this because if you think about it, we, we talk about easily, our favorite movies, our favorite song, our favorite food, but we hesitate talking about what we do and how we can help others. So I'm anxious to hear about what your favorite movie is and why. The movie Blindsight, um, it's just such a heartwarming movie because, you know, she's wealthy, she's got what she wanted, but she could see and read the behavior of that gentleman and to really support him through his really, really darker days and to really be available for him and also not be afraid to take that courageous step because like every mom, you know, you want other moms to, you know, see you as a superstar as well. And so I think where she demonstrated love, compassion, generosity, kindness was very powerful. And I always remember that, um, section where she just you know wanted to have a great you know um meal and everyone just had fun and i think meal gathering together brings people together some of the best memories of you know coming together is actually having a meal and have fun laughter and be real and you know just enjoy each other's company so I think that's really important. And so that's, yeah, one of my favorite movies. Mine too. I just loved that movie when it came out. And see, she could easily tell us about it. No inhibitions, no worries about it. And now she's found that I like that too. So that's what we should do when we're talking about our business. What would you wish you would have been um, new or had been advised when you just started out on this journey? I think it was important if I had a mentor who could tell me that, you know what, take time to really trust in your own intuition even more and find mentors who just doesn't want to sell your product but truly see you and care about you. I had made a lot of growth mistakes, I call them, (laughs) that I invested in programs where it was the coaches who wants to sell to a lot 
of people. And so they never taken the time to really listen because they're trying to serve so many people. And so it becomes like a self-paced program, although it's known as a mastermind. And I did not get as much as I wanted out of that because there'll be 50 other people in the mastermind and it's only one person serving. So it's very different when there's a lot of other mastermind groups that have got other coaches that they are assigned and there are mastermind groups that have other support team. But this is just one person serving 50 plus. It is impossible to give quality attention. And so I had made several growth mistakes, I call them, and they are good lessons for me to learn how can I really, really intentional in you know, choosing the right um, community, the right groups of people that I can connect with and take the time to really learn more about them. Because a lot of times, a lot of people can write the best sales pages, like the words just pull you in. And of course, it speaks right into it. But it doesn't mean that the delivery matches what is promised. And and so I've learned the hard way and, you know, it's really important to keep in mind and be relevant because a lot of people wants to do one too many and then they fail to actually deliver because they're moving into so many subsequent projects along the way. So very true. All right. It's time for rapid fire right now. So what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's attending a networking event? We, we covered a few things, but um, let's just say that they, this is their first in-person networking meeting ever. What advice would you give them to prepare for it? And then actually while they're there. I think preparing is to actually maybe practice your own elevator pitch a few times in front of the mirror and get really comfortable because someone will ask you so that when you say about it, it will come really, really naturally. So practice that. And then the second thing that I want to offer is that you want to invite people to do a one-on-one after that because that's how you get to know people even more. So be ready to invite and it's okay if people say no. No, it's just a no. There's nothing more than just a no. So, but extend the invitation. That will be helpful. And that's great advice too. Um, I At Christmas time, I always use this analogy that you want to have a Christmas tree that you fill the tree with no's because you know if you fill that Christmas tree with no's instead of Christmas tree balls, <laughs> that there will be a yes that comes in because you surely in that, you know, it takes hundreds of, of bulbs to fill a Christmas tree. You surely have a yes. What, in your opinion, is the most important personality trait or strength for someone who would need to um, be, I guess, the most effective in networking? What trait do you think that they should have? Kindness. Oh, I think nice. kindness can go really far. Mm-hmm. Just being kind to people and just be present. When you're kind, you, you just see the beauty on the other side of the mm-hmm. coin so much more. Even when things doesn't turn out the way it should be or you're expecting it to be, just be kind. Be kind with yourself and be kind with the other party as well. 
I love that. Yes, very, very true. It's, it's what you give is what you get. So what is your biggest failure? <laughs> and what did you learn from that? I have plenty of failures, Vicky, and they are all quite expensive and um, big. But one of them that I had was I filled a paper five times and I had to sit for it five rounds, which means five years. And um, I never give up because I knew that if I keep pressing on, one day I'll get it. And it was just such a competitive heart certification. And, you know, it means really going through the pain again. And it was just that few marks difference, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think what I've learned from that is I put so much time and energy on that certification. I feel to really enjoy life outside because it was so important for me. But it carries very little value to my current world and life at the moment. And so a couple of lessons from there. I never gave up, even though I pressed on, but it was not absolutely necessary. Sometimes, you know, you think a certain qualification is so important by a few marks, but it carries zero value. Like, it's, it's nice to have kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, it's important to also make that judgment from a bigger picture perspective and not be so consumed by one thing that thing that, that thing is going to help make the rest of my life so much more abundant mm -hmm. no life abund life is abundant in itself already and to really just embody that every single day nice yeah you sometimes wonder for those situations are you who are you doing it for are you doing it for you are you doing it because somebody else expects that of you or what you think you should be doing but it has as you said nothing to do with what your career or what your world was going to be Yes. And so I think at that point in time, I had a lot of limitations. One of them is a limiting belief that I need to prove to myself that I need certain thing in order to progress to the next step. And that was one huge limiting belief that I need to shift out of my own mindset and system to realize, hey, I didn't need that. Why, why did my brain told me that I needed that to mm -hmm. move on in life? No, nah, not yeah. at all. We are sufficient. We we are enough in where we are right now. All of us are already enough. No more further qualifications or anything can make us more important, powerful, or better. Yeah. And who has been the most important or influential mentor that you've had so far? I have a lot of them, Vicky, along the way, but I'm going to really credit it to my grandmother because wow. she's someone that I grew up with. And she is one amazing businesswoman. She ran our family business for five decades. And um, she's someone that she never taught me, you know, the process of the systems, but I witnessed her actions, her behavior, the way she interacted with clients, the way she is faithful to the business, the way she loved her business. Like she is so in love with her <laughs> business, right? And we talk about this, it's so important that when we have our business, we need to love our products, our services. And she believes in her clients. And, mm. you know, she really, really care for people. And so I learned those traits that were so important in establishing a very, very thriving and successful business. And I think that's an important thing to remember is 
people are, are watching you at all times and you are influencing people whether you know it or not i i have people that were mentors to me that had no idea that they had influenced me um so it's again just something to always remember that people are always watching mm, absolutely so it's time now for us to go to the slide. So if you have not done, as I told you at the very beginning, to get your paper and pen, you should have it now because we're going to share the information of how you can get in contact with Jocelyn. So if you see, <clears throat> those of you that are watching the screen, you can see that her website is https colon forward slash forward slash dot. J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-C-H-O-N-G dot com dot A-U. So that's www.jocelynchong dot com dot A-U. She is on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Just use her name, Jocelyn Chong, and you will find her. I'll let Jocelyn talk to you a little bit about what her call to action is, what she has for you on those websites. I would love to connect with you all through any of those four channels. And of course, one of the areas that I wanted to offer our listeners is to come and do a 45-minute free clarity call with me. In that, we chat, we talk about your goals and how I can add value during that call. And if there is you know, something that I can take it further, I would be delighted to serve you further than in the next few steps. But, you know, the 45-minute clarity call will be ideal for us to learn more about each other and build connection. So that would be something that I'd like to see all of you there. And I think that's a really great thing to offer a clarity call because it's oftentimes, you know, maybe the time isn't right th at this moment, but what you learn in that 45 minutes may be something that you will need later or that the two of you can be collaborative in some, some other things. So uh, please take advantage of going to jocelynchong.com.au and check out the offer that she has. So thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. You shared a lot of great information about being in doing intentional networking and and what to do when you get in the networking situation in person if you're rusty you need to dust it off a little bit and be able to take on those great tips that she shared uh, definitely online is still going to come on go strong so don't stop doing online do everything the whole thing is to be exposed out there with your awareness of what you can do, how you can help people. And I love that you remind everybody to be kind. So thank you as, so much, Vicky. As always, I remind everyone to please remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. 
Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.